Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy hump day, I should say. It's me, Nick Hausman here, House of Wrestling, and uh, I am joined here as I am always on Wednesday and Friday by my good friend, Ennis McVeigh. Ennis, thanks for coming back. Thank you for having me, Nick. I, you know, I was hoping one of these days maybe we could, you know, talk about nice things on this show and not have to mention a certain uh, Vince McMahon, but unfortunately, today is not that day, so... Maybe this can be like a running guy. Can we mention not mention Vince McMahon on one of these podcasts? Who knows? I think I, I think that's a running gag for other outlets that just don't like talking about this stuff. I don't know if it's a <laughs> gag. I think it's I think it's mm. more of a a selling point, right? You yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah. people want to click it, unfortunately. I mean, no fair to them, but like if we could have maybe a nice show but we don't have to talk about that, that would be great. But maybe well, we'll get that on Friday. Who knows? We have some we have some fun stuff we'll talk about here. We haven't True. done a, a uh, House of Wrestling podcast since last Friday when uh, the Cody Rhodes saga really began. So oh, we'll talk God, all about yeah, that. of course. We'll talk about that. We got Rosie Agawa, startup founder. He's out at Bushi Road. Cash Wheeler got an update on him. Mercedes Monet to AEW rumors really flared up. If we've got time, a little vengeance day talk. And at the end of the show, at the end of the show, after all the club housekeeping at the end. Uh, I'm going to air my interview with Nia Jax, which is now available for free on YouTube, but a little, little thing here at the end of the show just for everybody to enjoy. Fair. I think that's, you know, it's, it's a fun little interview. I've I've seen bits and pieces of it, and I think it's a fun little thing to check out. Fun little interview where I ask her about her, her boss and the founder of her company. Mm. Uh, she's the only one I asked about the Vince allegations, and I've gone through why yeah. I felt not ta- I guess I asked Cody too. Obviously, the presser, he's talent. But Naya, yes, wanted to get Naya's take on this one. Ugh. I feel like she's the kind of like all the options you had. I feel like she's probably the best one for reasons we discussed last week. Yeah. So uh, let's dive into here the latest Vince McMahon news uh, to start off the show. Now, the Hollywood Reporter put out a, a new detailed piece uh, looking at the downfall of Vince McMahon called "How Vince McMahon Got TKO'd." A um, couple of the big talking points coming out of it that everybody's buzzing about here this morning. Um, Ari Emanuel, Mark Shapiro, the two heads of uh, TKO, they apparently pressured Vince to resign from his position. Uh, there was also a question in here about how much influence Vince McMahon still carries as the majority shareholder of the company. We'll get into that a little bit more as well. But it was also stated here that WWE internally never felt like their TV deals were at mm. risk. Um, but the Slim Jim sponsorship being pulled really became a big problem for TKO because they've seen how lucrative sponsorship deals can be in the UFC. And I guess that's what made them jump to arms uh, and go to Vince to ask him to resign, it, it, which, which is weird and gross to me because it doesn't sound like the actual allegations or why he's gone. It sounds like, it sounds like Slim Jim is the reason he's gone. Yeah, I mean, especially when you've got this big parent company who's been working with UFC for so long and has kind of got their sort of groove down with UFC, I think ultimately they are going to be focused on the business stuff, unfortunately. And, you know, I'm, I'm quite surprised they thought the TV deals were safe. I think there was a line in there about them thinking that the Netflix deal could maybe have been at risk if this came out a few days earlier. But, I mean, I'd expect that considering it's more of a, like a, online more open focused sort of uh, platform versus cable but yeah it's, it's it's a real shame but i mean i'm, I'm not shocked that they're focusing more on the business side of things 
Well, and it was noted that Netflix has this like five-year escape clause, right? And mm. they're going to be able to monitor the situation, see how it's handled. And that's the thing about Vince, right? As much as Vince has resigned on paper, right? He still has the majority uh, shares of this company. Now, we'll find out what happens with this SEC and Department of Justice investigation. There's a chance they'll take those shares away from him. That is an absolute of real course. thing. Absolutely. That's the U.S. government over here. They'll do that. Um, but as it stands, Vince still has a sizable investment in that company. Um, he still has a lot of loyalists, I'm sure, within the ranks oh, there. I'm, I can tell you firsthand, I know there's a lot of detractors uh, in the company. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people that don't want to take Vince's call at the moment. But I guess that kind of lingering question of, um, you know, is Vince going to be able to pick up the phone um, and affect the direction of people's careers uh, from a distance remotely, even if he does not have that power on paper, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I, the question I kind of had for you is, like, we, we've talked about how, like, he kind of has this influence from behind the scenes. Do you ever think he could, like, obviously he can't come back now the way he did before, but do you think he could come back in any sort of official capacity and be like, oh, I'm back? Or is it more just like a behind the scenes thing, do you think? Not anytime soon. No, it would all have to no. be in the shadows. I, and like, yeah. I had somebody bring this up to me on Twitter this morning, and it was a situation where I, I thought about what happened with Vince after he came back from his initial retirement, right? Yeah. He, he came backstage. He caused a lot of problems. This was before TKO had come along and bought the company. And Vince then chose to work remotely because he saw the distractions it was bringing to the company. I think he probably learned from that, if I had to guess, mm. right? I think he probably learned how much uh, hands, how much he could influence the product from afar uh, yeah. as opposed to physically being in the gorilla position and tearing people down or whatever he wants to do. So the fear would be it would be closer to the model we've been seeing before TKO uh, went under where there's just not a label attached to Vince's name, but he still has so much money and power and influence that people there would still take his calls and hypothetically work on his behalf, which we really don't, we wouldn't be able to know right now. We don't know. And, and it's just kind of a scary, it's just kind of a scary. What if at the moment? Yeah. The know? unknown at the minute. Yeah. It's, it's a shame, but you know, I hope that, you know, we do get some sort of like something comes out of this, this lawsuit that does definitively, you know, either curb his control over the company or, you know, make him face justice for what he's been alleged of. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, News Nation, they caught up with Constantine Kairos, who was the former lawyer attorney for Ashley Massaro. Um, now, mm. Constantine Kairos, he he got, a, you know, not exactly uh, the he's, he's not exactly the cleanest of lawyers. Right. There's a lot of controversies right. around this guy. He is a bit of a I'll jump on anything that's getting attention kind of guy, gotcha. which doesn't surprise yeah, yeah. me to hear him jumping up in this conversation. But regardless, uh, spoke some truth here, I felt, in this particular interview. Um, mm. and, and again, on News Nation, who's the producer at News Nation getting these people, <laughs> right? I know. They've got, they've got more stories than any other major outlet somehow. Maybe more than Wall Street Journal. It's weird. Ridiculous that News Nation, <laughs> News Nation is all over this thing. Anyway. Uh. Constantine Kairos jumps on here. Constantine with a K, Kairos with a K. For those wondering, it sounds like a wrestler. He's not. <laughs> it does. It sounds like an NXT 2.0 name, really. God, okay, I got to jump. It's a very serious topic. I have to stop dwelling on this figure. <laughs> I have to stop yeah. dwelling on Constantine Kairos. <laughs> a man I've covered in the past. So Constantine Kairos, mm. uh, he comes out, he does this show, 
And he is asked about, you know, if Ashley had, who tragically took her life in, in 2019, I believe, or 2000, yeah, 2009? yeah, 2019, I believe, 2019, yeah, 2019, it was yeah. yeah, 2019, took her life before that. Um, well, it came out after her death uh, as part of this kind of class action suit that Constantine Kairos was trying to bring, and I think was ultimately seen by the Supreme Court and dismissed or something like that. Yeah, but his, um, as part of it, he he got all these various stories from people that used to work for the company describing the kind of rampant abuse and kind of hostile work environment that they were all working in. And uh, he described how um, Ashley Massaro said that uh, to him that Vince would be, I guess he's heard this from others. Vince would be in rooms, non-specific yeah. uh, with these women, these young women, these divas and would be kissing the women. Right. And when it yeah. came time for him to kiss her, she rejected his advances and ultimately set, met the same fate. Now, there's a darker side to the story as well, where Ashley alleges that uh, during a tour in Kuwait, I believe that was further back. I think that was like uh, 2009. Uh, yeah, that was that was in the, in the mid-2000s, if I remember right. Yeah, so um, regardless, she says she came to Vince McMahon um, and the company and said, this happened to me, this military person on this base uh, drugged and assaulted me, and... Vince told her to keep it quiet in order to protect the company's uh, relationship with the military. And ultimately, mm. of course, she took her life after all of this. Uh, very sad story. And, you know, just another example, really just how rampantly this was known. You know, I'm continuing yeah. to talk to people who were just like, well, we just thought it was this. Oh, we just thought it was that. Oh, whatever. But it, it would appear that a lot of people knew that yeah. Vince was acting extremely inappropriately and abusing his position uh, with with various people, and that yeah, that, I mean, that 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 part just seems apparent, you know. Yeah, this has been an issue that's been going on for. This isn't just an issue with you know Janelle Grant over the last however like two three years that that happened back in like 2019 through to 2022. This has been an issue with Vince and probably stuff that we don't know about and might come out, might not in the next couple of weeks, months, days, but. You know, this is not just a recent issue. This is something that's been happening for decades, and we're only just now starting to see the full severity of it. All right. Well, we're going to move off the Vince stuff here. We'll keep an eye on it, but we got more time here today for the first time in a while to talk about other things. And, of course, the other big story, which is kind of Vince-related, because mm. there's you put your tinfoil hat on, there's a lot of people that seem to think this whole cacophony of noise uh, that is going on around the men's WrestleMania 40 main event picture is a distraction from what is mm. going on with the Vince McMahon story. Something else for people to get angry about and talk about and get passionate about that does not involve sex trafficking. Do you think that there is merit to the idea that everything we're about to discuss here is being done as this kind of just intentional smoke bomb to to, to get people off the track? You know, at first, I didn't. I, I would say until maybe about yesterday, I didn't. But since it's come out that apparently Triple H knew about The Rock wanting to be in the main event, as we'll discuss in a little bit, right. I think it's 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 weird that he would book Cody to, to win the Rumble and yet go about the, the weird way they did on Raw and SmackDown the week, the, the, the week after to then, unless they were purposefully trying to instigate a reaction, to then swerve away. It, it would make sense, because otherwise, why would he book Cody to win the Rumble? It, it doesn't, there's, there's not really, 
many other that's the first logical conclusion you have to jump to it's wild Ennis. you're right it's, it's weird so, dude it is super weird a hundred percent like triple h is not stupid there's no way he would put cody in that main event and have him win the rumble unless it's, it's and then no rock was winning it's it's really odd do you kind of feel like they're winging it i don't know i think i think on raw maybe they were i think by smackdown i think they they had something in mind because the raw the raw thing of like pushing the we want Cody thing by that point I'm convinced right they're they're in on this they're they're either they have sidetracked to you know jump on this or this was their plan from the beginning which I wouldn't put it past them but it's it's a very weird situation <laughs> okay the the more professional way to say this would be the the story is fluid we you know mm. this is a situation that is very fluid right now the redneck it's... in me says. They're winging it. Like, this feels like... <laughs> they could very well be. You know, because it is... Okay, so here, we'll talk... Let's talk to some of the things that is just brought up here. Sure. So we found... Obviously, you know, everybody knows what happened on SmackDown. Cody brings out Rock. They do a face-to-face. The match isn't official. Tomorrow is going to be the WrestleMania 40 uh, free media and press event, which I will be at. I have not received an official credential, but was told by somebody in the company, you will be getting access, which excellent if, Good for, what was, for, for what it was worth. I was I I was I believe the reason I had to reach out to get this and confirm before I checked into my flight, which I just did 10 <laughs> minutes ago to go to Vegas is they I am told they are overwhelmed. By the amount of people that are reaching out to cover this event, participate in this event. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Just as a little side tangent, I'm Hmm. very interested to see how much of a madhouse this thing is tomorrow. It's going to be at the T-Mobile Arena. I kind of thought it might be like outside of it as like an outdoor kind of rah-rah in the parking lot. I'm starting to think they're going to fill this whole place up with free fans. Yeah, well, they've it, got free fans and they've got like packages and stuff. There's like packages that are like five hundred dollars and two and a half grand, to, like meet wow. and stuff. Well, so like, I mean, you know, make it's a buck anyway. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, people are gonna. You may as well make the money off it. But like, it's it's odd that the this. I mean, it's gonna get so much attention, not just from wrestling media, but from mainstream media as well. Because like, I believe the the Rock and Triple H. Are, are both going to be available for interviews. So, I mean, people are going to yes. jump on asking them about, you know, this and event stuff. I mean, you have to. But And, Co- and Cody will be there. Mm. And Bianca. And here, I got the whole... You want me to read the whole list of people? Sure, I can, go ahead. I can, I, can, I can find it real quick. This isn't hard. What Because it's like all the really notable people and people that are typically like they are top-end media people. So it's they're putting everybody out for this. Well, I was surprised. We got name-checked, kind of, in that Hollywood Reporter thing earlier. Mm. All right, here we go. Um, oh, man, no, this isn't the media one. Where's the, here, if I remember right, the, the Rock, Triple H, uh, Cody is on there, Bianca is on there. That's four. I think there's about ten overall. All right, here we go. Media alert. So uh, the media arrival starts at 2.30. That's 90 minutes after I land on the ground. Um, Dwayne The Rock, here's everybody that should be available for me to talk to. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Roman Reigns, Triple H, Seth Rollins, Rhea Ripley, Cody Rose, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Jade Cargill, because YOLO, mm. and Montez Ford. That's, and got, and we're releasing all these interviews I'm doing kind of almost one a day at this clip right now over in the clubhouse. Yeah. We're going to be 
flush. inundated. <laughs> flush. Flush with content. Great time to become a clubhouse mm-hmm. member. Um, is. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's going to be an absolute madhouse. I'm wondering if they're going to put it like outside of the parking lot, inside the actual T-Mobile arena, like a big... Ra- I don't know, man. I, th- I, th- well, I think they're doing it as like a press conference. I imagine it's got to be in the arena because I imagine... I Almost certainly they're going to announce Roman versus Rock as the main event. So I would imagine... They have to do it as like on yeah, a but stage is it going to be like a raw stage and then a whole like 12, 15, however many people can possibly mobile twenty thousand yeah. free fans just hanging from the rafters? <laughs> Why not? I mean, it'll get them some attention away from Vince, so you know maybe <laughs> the smoke bomb, the smoke bomb gets continues. bigger, my friend. <laughs> Filling the room here, the entire the entire T-Mobile arena. So yeah, so anyway, um, this is being set up. The betting odds people are already out there listing this match as if it is happening. Roman is slightly favored, but we'll see if that match even happens. The Observer mm. is the one who said that, yeah, Triple H was aware The Rock was facing Roman at WrestleMania when Cody Rhodes won the title. Um, the Fightful says the plan as of now is to do Rock, Roman, and Cody versus Seth, which they reiterated again on Monday night. Uh, Cody's mm. been professional about everything, was made aware of the plans before Friday SmackDown. Brian Gewertz. Rock's longtime right-hand man. He's back in the fold now. He's going to be working with Rock on all of his creative. He's likely going to be more hands-on. I would imagine he'll be uh, there tomorrow at the at the press event. For sure. And uh, the Rock and Endeavor, bottom line, they're motivated to do this because they think it'll make the most money. That's it. They think this will make the most money. But with that in mind, WrestleVotes reporting they were not anticipating the Rocky sucks chance, the, mm. uh, the hatred Ava, uh, NXT GM, had to deactivate yep. her Twitter because she was getting death threats because the because her father was taking Cody Rhodes' role. Yeah, yeah dude, that they poked the bear here, and they had I, to know they were had to know they were doing it. I think they were expecting a reaction. I don't think they were expecting a backlash quite like this because, like, I think over Saturday and Sunday, hashtag We Want Cody Rhodes was like the fifth biggest Twitter trend in the world. It was the number yeah. one in the US. Like it's it's gone crazy, and I think even outside, like I've seen a few people outside of the wrestling bubble like tweet it. So it's it's gone, I think, a lot further than they thought it would, for sure. Yeah. Well, and hey, look, if the whole thing was to make Cody fight through this, so he's an even more likable underdog babyface, underdog mm. babyface. By the way, who has won the Royal Rumble two years in a row? <laughs> what an underdog! And has earned the right to a main event opportunity, but he's not just not getting it now. He's beat. World's heavyweight champion Seth Rollins. Every time they faced off, even when he's injured, <laughs> babyface underdog Cody Rhodes in this. Here's, situation. here's my question to you: What happens if Seth Rollins can't wrestle at WrestleMania? Something with his injury goes wrong. What's their plan there? Because it feels like they're relying a lot on this idea of Cody and Seth. When let's be honest, Seth's status is uncertain as well. I think I think if Seth has to show up like black knight style on one stumped leg just throwing punches <laughs> I, I, yeah you know, i think i think that, <laughs> i think he will do that you know mm. um if for some reason something horrible happened with seth i mean of look course. they're winging it now they'd be thighing it at that point i mean get the whole chicken <laughs> in there it's, there's, they do have other options i mean to be fair but it just seems odd to me that they're putting so much on seth when he doesn't. I mean, he, likely he will be there, but I mean, you all, you never know with injuries. Well, they're doing a good job of keeping Drew hot. They're doing a good job. Mm. I think of re, they're re, they're trying to reheat up Sami Zayn again. Um, True, they are. But but then they had him lost to Drew, so not as hot as yeah. Drew. Drew seems to be the 
catch-all contingency plan here. And Drew's not there, apparently, following April. So another weird situation that they've got. He's staying. I can't. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I'm convinced he is, yeah. I, I mean, how do you leave? You know, you got a hot hand right now. You're never, exactly. you're never going to get this kind of situation again. No. Most Especially it, like a guaranteed match with Punk when he comes back. I mean, this is the hottest he, Drew's ever been. This, I, I, he's not going to leave. No. Making shirts about the Punk feud. Like, you're going <laughs> to so not. Good. You're not. I yeah. love this. I love it so much. It's the best. You're not going <laughs> to go through with the Punk feud after all this? I don't think so. Yeah. No. Um, we did get some punk news here from the wrestling perspective mm. podcast. Uh, Ace Steel said that WWE wants uh, punk to do commentary while he's mm. injured. Um, which I mean, NXT would be the logical spot, I yeah. guess, with Booker kind of out. How do you feel? What, what would you do? You want him in the booth? I, w- I would like, like him on NXT. I wouldn't want him on Raw or SmackDown. I think you have to keep him away from those people. I mean, maybe you could build up like something with the Drew and have him like do like a Nigel McGuinness, Daniel Bryanson kind of thing where, um, you know, he's constantly teasing and doing like little jabs at each other. But I, I, I would rather him be on NXT because, you know, he, he, he knows the people down there, you know, Corey Jade and, and whatnot, you know, adore him, Roxanne Perez. I think that would be maybe interesting. It would be a shame because obviously they brought Wade in down there and and i wouldn't want to see him go away but i think there's an opportunity there just to at least keep him in the fans mind yeah i i don't want to see him on commentary and he's good on no? commentary no yeah. i i think it, i think some time away uh to build some mystique back around him mm. is, is probably i think you i think you run the risk of kind of overexposing him if you That's trot true. him out there like that people kind of see him as a commentator when he does come back i don't know because you're used to seeing him doesn't mean as much they're doing such a good job of keeping him alive in storyline with the stuff like Drew McIntyre, where he's this kind of looming presence that I think when he does return, will have a a, a bigger pop. Um, We'll see. I mean, he's got a lot of time to kill. That's totally in his court. I mean, I know he enjoys doing stuff like that, Um, Mm. but um, there's other opportunities as well. You could do like the, I don't know. There was people online suggesting that maybe you could tie him in with the Cody feud and be like, why did you give up your your main event to The Rock? What are you doing? And act him as kind of like a, a a figure that kind of gets Cody back in the game or something like that. You can maybe do something there, but I don't know. There's options, certainly. Yeah, we'll see. We do know that Nia Jax is going to take on Rhea Ripley in her backyard of Australia at WWE Elimination Chamber. Um, we've also seen the, the women's chamber match taking shape here. Becky Lynch is going to be in the chamber. Um, Rhea Ripley is going to look like a rock star here. Um, oh, it is, absolutely. I've I've purposefully been talking about how the men's WrestleMania main event picture is catching everyone's attention because the you know when you just say main event picture and you start talking Cody Rock Seth Rollins, you, it's like there's yeah. the women are fighting. The women to are there. Event. The women are also wanting to main yep. event WrestleMania right now. You know, yep. I hope the Elimination Chamber. I mean, you look at how the card is taking shape right now with this match, the Chamber match. There's the, ta- the the tag match and there's a looming men's chamber match, but the yeah. only re- the majority of the card right now is more female oriented, and they're really going to put Rhea over. I hope that this show, uh, there's something coming out of it to to get people on the hook for for Rhea's program. I think Bailey and EO, we got some time. Mm. There's a there's a story you could tell there that that'll grab people. I don't know if it's a main event closing thing or not, but Rhea has mm. been so 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 hot. Um, this past year, people don't want to see her lose her title. I hope we see a big challenger uh, coming out of the chamber or or some otherwise setting up a match for her at Mania. 
Yeah, I feel like she doesn't really have... I mean, the, the long-standing rumour, I think, has been her and Becky, which I think would be a really good match, but there's there's no real story there. I mean, they have, like, what, two months, three months to, to build that up? So they do have time, certainly. But it feels like... Whereas Bailey and Io, I think, has that pre-established story, and that path is already kind of set, and you you know we know where that's going. Rhea is kind of an open book right now, and it's it's I'm interested to see where it goes. Um, well, um, real quickly, just to run down a couple of highlights from Vengeance Day. I did a great post show with Connor Casey uh, mm. on Sunday night, uh, a little over a half hour long. If you want to go check that out, it's over on our YouTube channel. And uh, by the way, we're YouTube partners now, so you really should just there watch the, watch the shit out of all of our videos now. Hope, really, <laughs> watch them all, please. Over, run them in the background, mute them. I really don't care. <laughs> um, but anyway. Uh, we did a great post show. We ran down Vengeance Day in depth, talked a lot about all this stuff. Uh, I highly recommend you checking that out. It's also on the House of Wrestling podcast feed. Um, but a couple big highlights. Obviously, Carmelo Hayes turned on Trick Williams. We got a follow up on that last night on uh, NXT. We also got a follow up on NXT of Broad Breaker and Baron Corbin winning the NXT mm. uh, Men's Dusty Rhodes Classic. And uh, Lola Vice uh, cashed in the Women's Breakout Tournament contract. Which is now officially the, I mean, I guess was before, but the money in the bank of NXT. Yeah, it's basically NXT money in the bank. It pretty much is at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't so, think, have they ever used it to cash in mid during the match? Is this the first time? I don't remember. I think, that, I think it's the first time it's been used like this. I do. Yeah. I, I think that in the past they just win it and then they call, hey, I'm going to get my. They call their opportunity. Shot. Yeah. Cause the first one was Jordan Miles who just announced it in advance again, I think against Adam Cole and Moss. So yeah, I don't think they've ever used it in this way before. Um, and that, yeah, that set up uh, Lero Valkyria to uh, to have an open door for for Stand and Deliver to take on somebody, and that set up Roxanne Perez and Lola Vice that seemed to be going into it. Now, the the men's main event picture uh, really took shape last night. Uh, we saw that rematch of Dijak and Ilya Dragunov, which, if you really love stiff, hard hitting action, yeah. go check out Dijak Ilya Dragunov. And, and Bret Hart has some notes for them, by the way. I think Bret. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that Bret. <laughs> loves Ilya Dragunov or Brian no. Danielson's style. I, I don't know. No, uh, I, he doesn't strike me as the type to to love them very much. No, as much as I do, I don't think Brett's a fan. Don't hurt people. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't. Yeah, you can do strong style stuff, but maybe maybe don't go go that far. I mean, that punch Dijak gave. Ilya. I was going to say that gif, if you, there's slowdowns of that gif, and he just literally full on leathers him in the face, and it's, it's, it's scary. I mean, he seemed fine, so... We're good, but well, but it, that's it. Reminded me of how Brock used to blade himself or uh, get uh, color the hard way. He'd run, his, he'd run, he'd run himself face first into a steel post, and he's like, "Well, yeah. don't give me a knife. I'll just do this." What a psycho! Well, I guess we're finding that out I mean, now. Well, remember know. what Goldberg did at that Saudi show and headbutted the door and then concussed himself for the whole match? <laughs> yeah, but that was an accident. <laughs> that was an accident, true. But like, it's the same kind of thing of like, like maybe don't do that. Maybe maybe do it a slightly safer way. Well, like Brett said, that's Bill Goldberg style wrestling right there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brett, I love Brett's I love the man's ability to hold a twenty plus year grudge at this point. It's, you know, it's, it's Brett, wild. Brett, Brett proud of his ability to wrestle a broomstick, mostly to mock Bill Goldberg's inability to wrestle a door. <laughs> oh God, I, it's, it's, it gives me constant joy whenever I see Brett. Just occasionally, every couple of months, just go. I don't like Goldberg. And find different ways of doing it every time. I got some Brett news. I'll tell you off the air. I don't want to tease it here and get everybody's hopes up. I got some Brett news off the air. Sure. Ooh, um, I know. Uh, AEW. Let's get to some AEW news here real quick sure. to round out the show. 
Uh, tonight, Tony Khan has a huge announcement on AEW Another one. They never stop. The TD nope. Garden. I want a list of every single announcement he's made at this point. Because it just seems ridiculous at this point how many he's had. We want to, I want to know what a huge announcement is. What's a big announcement? What's right? the what's difference? A... You know, we need classification of this. You've got rankings. We need announcement classifications here. You know what? This sounds this like a... a good way to drive traffic to the site. It is. Maybe we should be putting time <laughs> into this. We should do a list. That's actually... Mm, okay, I'll consider that. That's not a Any terrible idea. Anytime we do full list of, it seems mm -hmm. to do well for whatever reason. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we could do it. Oh, that's a good idea. I don't think anyone's well, done that. Full Ooh. list of every Tony Khan announcement ever. <laughs> oh, I genuinely might do this. It's actually a good idea. Oh, I'm um, interested in this. That may be coming soon to HouseOfWrestling.com. So anyway, back to the story at hand. <laughs> Tony's latest huge announcement uh, mm. just so happens to coincide with um, the reveal on the TD Garden Facebook page. They're going to host an AEW show on March 13th. Of course, that's yeah. where uh, Mercedes Monet is from, and she has yep. been teasing um, something in Boston. And everybody seems, bottom line, everybody seems to think Tony Khan's going to announce something about Mercedes Monet tonight. Yeah. Well, Dave Meltzer, I think, said last week that apparently Tony was meant to announce Mercedes arriving in AEW on the, I think, January 29th edition of Collision. But That would have been the head to head one with the, the Rumble. With right? the Royal Rumble, yes. But it got delayed because of the Vince allegations. So. Apparently that got pushed back. Sean Rossap said it's not, so it's conflicting reports there. But um, it's worth keeping in mind. But I, I, it's, it's willing to, willing to announce her against the Rumble, but not willing to announce her against the Rumble and Vince News. That's mm. too much drama. He's, he's got to know? choose his fight. He's got to choose his battles. But I think it's almost inevitability at this point because she's not going back to WWE. I think the New Japan Stardom thing is is dead, especially with Rossi Ogawa gone. I I think it's a foregone conclusion at this point. It's just a matter of if not when, not if. Um, well, we'll see tonight. I, I, I mean, I would imagine it's Mercedes Monet tonight. That seems to oh, be yeah. the victory. It seems to be the victory lap. A certain set of people. I mean, is there any other like media. possibility of, of what announcement could be? I can't think of anything else. It's not really, there's not really anything else I can think of that you could. Well, there's, there's the, the news that, uh, Fox ESPN and Warner Brothers Discovery. True. I'm forgetting about that. To launch that big, uh, OTT service with every sports franchise, I guess, under one umbrella. Yeah. Strap the possibly strap the cheese sauce to your veins, never leave the couch again. Type, <laughs> you know. I mean, there's so, been this stuff about HBO Max for ages, so maybe they could tie into that, but I don't know. I don't that's what so. well, but first of all, we don't know if this huge streaming platform is even happening yet. I've had more than a one True. person say, uh, hey, uh, you know, file SEC violation here. I don't know if all these people get together and just do that. Um, mm. so it's gonna need to be approved before it can even move forward. I could be wrong, sure. Um but that might be why Tony has not done the HBO. Maybe HBO, maybe HBO Max isn't going to be hosting sports that much longer, right? Sure. Maybe Tony's been in an unenviable position of not being able to talk about where they're streaming because they don't even know what they're doing on their streaming sure. end yet, you know? Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, what, what, it was only like, what, before the Netflix deal last month that we were talking about maybe WWE going to one of the Discovery and that leaving, you know, AEW in a bit of a lurch. So, you mean, it's a, it's a very fluid situation, as you so neatly put earlier fluid right fluid. um cash wheeler not great news mm. for cash not great no, news it's not. aka real name daniel wheeler has a new hearing mm. set uh, pro first of all prosecutors have decided to move forward with a new hearing where he could possibly be charged which is not good yes. I, there was a chance i believe that this was just going to get dropped but the prosecutors are moving forward with it new hearing 
uh, based off of the records that we we found in the Orange County uh, court clerk files. Uh, yeah, so that, really so. I think I got that right. It's like a bit of a tongue twister. <laughs> Close enough. February 20th is when Daniel Wheeler will be back in there. If found guilty as a first time offender on an aggravated assault with a firearm charge, he faces five years in prison, five years probation and a $5,000 fine. Um, yep. Got a, got kids, right? Wife, does. job, career. This is it's, heavy. It's... This is, this is really heavy. It's 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 just weird. Like the whole situation. Like even when we back covered it initially back in thingy, the whole like how it all happened in that. When you read through like the the arrest from the the report from the, po- the arresting police officer, it's it's a strange where he apparently like some guy overtook him, so he just pulled out a gun and like pointed it at him, and the guy feared for his life. It's like where I don't understand where that sort of mentality of, of comes from. So and it's it's strange that kind of. EW didn't say anything about it. I mean, he was at All In, like, the yeah. week after, if I remember right. So, I mean, I'm glad that it's, it's getting pushed forward, but it's uh, it's it's strange. It is. It's all been handled very, very strangely. Um, mm. I was very confused. I, I knew that they wanted, I mean, you got, oh, whatever, 100, 150,000 fans, right? And, and Wembley showed up. And yeah. you want to deliver on that. You don't want to create a panic or have a bunch of people pull out or anything like that. But it did feel very odd, and it still feels very odd to give somebody who potentially you know, violently threatened another person with a firearm, uh, that kind of a platform and really rehabilitated his image in in the situation as well. I mean, let's be honest here. Nobody had really been talking about this or cash as a violent person until this hearing was scheduled again Mm. today. And if found guilty and like does time, does, I mean, what, I mean, does it bring up, questions about how this was all handled i mean we just you know yeah. tony, I, I know it was for something completely unrelated to to what i'm about to reference but tony said that you know they've got the safest locker room on the planet right there's a it hmm. is a certain kind of trust i think is what tony was trying to say in that locker room where yeah you know these people are all you know whatever but if you got a guy who's willing to flash a gun at somebody and is found guilty of it is doing time and you knew yeah. about it like yep. is that the person you really kind of went around i just raises a lot more questions. A lot more questions. Yeah, especially considering like he's been so prominent on AEW. I mean, less so since that incident. I feel like he's been slightly him and and Dax have both been slightly pulled away from TV. But it's it's still very bizarre. Well, it, that's the weird thing about wrestling, right? When trouble mm. comes along, you can script something to distract people from the problem. And that seems yes. to be a refrain we are mm-hmm. seeing over and over and over <laughs> again across the board in pro wrestling mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, it's, it's it's everywhere, especially. Well, we don't know. Maybe maybe it's not the Cody thing, but who knows? We'll find well, out, probably. It's a, good thing. it's a good thing that the NFL is scripting this Super Bowl to make sure that everybody <laughs> gets their liberal victories. You know what I'm saying? Wink, wink. <laughs> George, uh, George Soros funded Super Bowl. Wink, nudge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all in jest, I assure you. Very sarcastic. Yes. Um, <laughs> all right. Lastly, lastly, before sure. we do some house club housekeeping, I'm going to play the Nia Jax interview to close the show. Uh, yeah. Like, Sunday night after uh, Vengeance Day, which was early morning in Japan on Monday, I'm aware. It was. Uh, uh, they, annou- they started their week announcing Rosie Agawa, the founder of Stardom, no longer part of Bushi Road. They terminated their contract. They said that he had been poaching talent, and yeah. it, it sounds like it sounds like they got wind of him 
planning to launch his own promotion mm-hmm. and had been basically talking to women in stardom to jump to his promotion, which is where I believe mm. the poaching allegation came from. But then, yeah. I don't know. You might know more about this than me. I'm just going to kind of slowly talk through what I think mm. happened here. <laughs> and then, sure. and then Tony Khan saw it and he did these, did like a, like a victory lap. Like, yeah. like he, he put up these memes and I think it's because, now, I don't know. Like, again, am I wrong? Like, I think that Tony's so, upset because Rosie was, Rossi was denying him stardom talent. Was so he working the, against him? The poaching thing, there's two sides to it. There's, there's, okay. They weren't very clear in the statement. They just said he was poaching. They didn't say where or to who from. The, the, the two sides are either he was poaching it for his own promotion, which he is making his own promotion. That's been reported a couple of times now. Or that he was poaching for WWE. And it's been said, I believe Dave Meltzer said that Kyrie was Kyrie going back to WWE was partially to do with Rossi Ogawa. He hasn't specified oh. exactly what, but there's Japanese like talk Gabe about... Sapol- so he's Japanese Gabe Sapolsky. <laughs> basically. Yeah, okay. basically. Um but yeah, there was the talk about like Kyrie and possibly Gulia as well going to, to NXT um through that. But yeah, there's been that, and there's the Tony Khan thing is is weird because obviously there's been no stardom crossover in AEW, even at the any of the Forbidden Door events, and it's maybe like a thing of him thinking that like Rossi Ogawa was blocking in talent because he was working with WWE. That's the only thing I can think of. But either way, it was a very like pet, it came across very petty to me as like the second the the the, the figurehead of the second biggest company in the world tweeting like that just came across as very petulant to me, frankly. Well. What doesn't these days with old Tony on social media? <laughs> well, I, this is true. This is true. I'm looking for that strong adult. If you're looking for strong adult conversations, I don't. I don't know that. I think one on ones. Maybe. Maybe don't. Maybe not the yeah. socials. You know. Mm, anyway, yeah. It's, it's. It's. But it's a. It's a weird situation. It's an odd, odd situation. I'm. I, he's making a new promotion, as far as I'm aware, and apparently Julia is delaying her debut to to help him with that. But that's, yeah, that's what Dave said. Yeah, Julia is delaying her debut for WWE to help Ogawa launch his new promotion. There's like a deal, I guess, in principle that after yeah. she helps him get this thing off the ground and started up, she'll make the leap to WWE. That seems like a man who is working with WWE. If yeah, he, see, that's if what the it, relationship it, is that amicable, you know? Exactly, and it's it's you know the, it makes sense with the whole talk of Gulia going to WWE, Kyrie going there over a couple of months ago. You know, it's and there's been like um, what was I going to say? I can't remember. <laughs> you know, it's it's a strange situation. There was a point I was going to make, and maybe it'll come back in a couple of minutes, but I don't remember. Maybe not because we're at the end of the show. Hey, but True. that's a great that's a great way to get into our tune in for Friday, and maybe I'll remember. Yeah, maybe on Friday we'll get wherever Ennis's brain was at. Um, well, of course, if you're listening to the show or you're watching this show live in video form, recorded, um, you are a Clubhouse member, and we appreciate your patronage. Um, you can catch uh, Ennis and I live first run here in the Clubhouse uh, Wednesday and Friday. Um, it is uh, for all paid Clubhouse members. The tiers start at five dollars. Um, then after the show, we release it on podcast platforms. And then later in the day on our YouTube channel, um, you can smash that subscribe button, leave reviews, comments on all those platforms. We always appreciate it. The Vengeance Day show is available on all those platforms. I think that I, you're, you might have to look into this with me. I did this mm. without telling you, which I never do anything. I think I synced, <laughs> I think I synced our Patreon with Spotify. So, okay. cool. so if, 
I think you can go to Spotify now if you're a member and your membership right. is the same email as your Patreon and get all the audio that we upload on Spotify. Let's have a look. I'll have a look just but now. But I think you have to be a member. To yeah. Do and you're not a member and I'm not a member, but we support no. the members. And I turned the settings on in Patreon. This is a horrible conversation for the show. I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you afterwards what I did. Excellent. Fantastic. Because I mean, if you I'm, want to do a full podcast of tech support, we can do. I don't think it'll be very entertaining, but we can I'm do. trying to get this over the finish line for everyone. <laughs> I know it is something. We're getting there. It's fine. Anyway, We're getting anyway. there. <laughs> I'm getting too close to my microphone. Um, <laughs> we have interviews with the Creed brothers separately. Brutus mm. and Julius. Julius, uh, as you're watching this live, is not up, but it should be up by the time um, that the, the podcast is out or very shortly after. We got both the Creeds up there. We put Gunther live over on our YouTube channel. That's available now. Natalia, that Nia Jackson interview we're about to air is over there. And, of course, Monday... After Raw, I'll be doing a Clubhouse member exclusive um, post-Raw show with gold member Matthew England, who really is, like, what a a guy. We all love Matthew England so much. He does such what he works very, very hard. He told me what his real shoot job is, but I'm not going to tell you that. Because I've Mm -hmm. built a relationship (laughs) with Matthew England, okay? He hits me up. He hits me up. Mm. All, he, hits, he got a question about wrestling. He hits me up. I get back to him. You know why? It's a gold member. You get that direct houseman line. So you don't have to go. You know, <laughs> we should use that as a tagline in the Patreon. You get the houseman line TM. Yeah. It's like the bat phone. But, <laughs> but who has corded phones anymore? You know what I'm saying? So anyway. <laughs> Go be a clubhouse member, any tier $5 is up. You get all this great content and I'll be in Vegas tomorrow and all that content that I scoop up and create, I'll put there first before dropping out to the general public. Uh, Ennis, what do you want to, anything you want to plug before we throw Nia Jax here to wrap up the show? Just my usual Twitter at Ennis underscore McVeigh. You can make sure to, to check out the Vince McMahon lawsuit if you haven't already, because you really need to educate yourself on that. There's still a lot of people on Twitter who don't really know what the full situation is. Please educate yourself because it's it's something everyone should should learn about. Wonderful. And I'm at Nick underscore Hausman over on Twitter. I also think you should educate yourself on the Vince McMahon story if you haven't enough right now. Um, but we're done talking about Vince for the day. We're done in general. But we have one more thing to go. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. My Royal Rumble media junket interview with Nia Jax. It's Nick Hausman here with House of Wrestling live on the Royal Rumble media junket. And I am joined right now by Nia Jax. Nia, thank you so much for taking the time. Absolutely. Man, so it was a year ago that you returned to the WWE fold at Royal Rumble. How has your mindset changed in the last year since you first came back? You know, I feel as though uh, I've gained a lot of confidence and I've gained a lot of insight into how to, you know, strategize and be focused out there. So uh, I'm ready for this Rumble. I'm definitely ready to win it. A lot of people were surprised that you parted ways with the company in 2021. Like, why why do you feel that happened? You're such a big name star. You know, everything happens for a reason. And I think that, like, at that moment in time, I needed to be gone. And actually, it's one of the best things that's happened to me personally. Um, And I think now it's made me a better person to come back. Yeah. So it's even it makes it an even better way to come back. Now you took a little time between the Rumble. I think it was September of last year. You came back officially. 
Why the delay? Why didn't we see you come back right after the Royal Rumble? You know, I wasn't quite sure. I think the Rumble was just like a, a toe in the water to see how it felt. And then I, it felt great, you know, like I felt the energy. And of course, the WWE Universe is, is just intoxicating. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to get back in the ring and get back in shape and then, and then come back. They booed the hell out of you. I know, and I love it. <laughs> Give me all the boos. You like it when they boo you like that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's an incredible reaction. The fact that I can get these people so mad, yeah. you know, like who else could say that no. other than Tom and Nick? Yeah, there you go, Tom and Nick. Yeah, Tom and Nick, man, right? Like those. Yeah, no, they're trying to steal my thunder. That wacky duo, Tom. <laughs> so uh, you were back. Uh, you back fighting Becky Lynch? Still yeah. going on five years later. How, how does it feel to be coming revisiting that feud so long after you initially broke her nose? Honestly, it's pretty incredible because the fact that the fans still resonated with that story for five years ago and they were still able to like sink their teeth into the story was incredible. So, and Becky's just incredible herself. So being in the ring with her was great and punching her in the face again was even better. And then squashing her was like just icing on the cake, you know? Yeah, for sure. You know, and you had a, a run in NXT before you came to the main roster yeah. and were very, very successful there. Now, a lot of main roster talent have gone back to NXT, got to play around in those waters, work with some of the younger talent. Is that something that intrigues you? Oh, absolutely. I feel as though NXT has a great talent pool right now. And um, I'm a big fan of what they have going on there. So I wouldn't mind going back there and getting in the ring with them. Yeah, what do you think of like Tiffany Stratton? Oh, love, love watching her. Uh, her little tippy time. I love that she's like the little spoiled brat. Um, love watching her. Love watching Lash Legend. Love seeing all the new talent they have coming up there. Kalani. Um, and I, I wouldn't mind seeing what they could do with me. Yeah, for sure. Now, uh, it is, it's interesting because you're coming back to the fold now as Paul Triple H Slovaque, firmly in control of the creative direction. Yeah. Now, that's a big change for the last 40 years. Now, talk to me a little bit about what is it like to go back to Gorilla, to have the shows put together, with Paul running the show now. Oh, well, you know, uh, Triple H was the the brain brain behind Nia Jax. So like he hired me when I was uh, when I, after my tryout and then he helped mold me in NXT. So it's kind of similar to like what I used to have in NXT in the, in the black and yellow. And so I'm honored. Like it's great. I think he's got an incredible mind and he uh, he really invests in all of us and cares about every like our feedback and, and helping us out. So it's really cool. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to get into it, but obviously there was some very upsetting news yesterday. Uh, how does that affect your mentality when you walk into a weekend? like this oh it doesn't you know I'm all I'm all business and um, you know this business is built on hard work and dedication and that's what every single wrestler in this room is doing right now and so we just move forward and it's you know and we're gonna put on an amazing show yeah wonderful all right last question looking ahead to WrestleMania there's some big celebrity matches you seem like somebody that would mesh really well on a big stage with the celebrity of your choice is there somebody out there that you think would be the marquee Nia Jax celebrity match at WrestleMania Male or female? You could pick. I mean, you've competed in the men and the women's rumble. True. I've always had a beef with Sal from Impractical Jokers. Oh, yeah? And I would love to get him in the ring and beat the crap out of him. Fair enough. I mean, we looked what Knoxville did with Sami Zayn. They tore the house down. Exactly. And I would tear him apart and tear the house down. Wonderful. Naya, thank you so much for the time. Absolutely. I appreciate you.